Welcome to the S&M Experience. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the S&M Experience, the podcast. <gasps> I am uh, one of your hosts, Stephen T. Holmes, and as always, I'm joined by... And my name's Matthew. And I'm Jen. Yes. We have a Matthew. A Matthew. And we've got Miss Jen Peppa. Um, thank you for joining us. It's episode 73. We are almost at the three-quarter century mark here. Mm -hmm. Well on our way to 100. Busting them out. Mm -hmm. Um, Today's theme uh, is advancing technology. Which, uh, Matt, we were just having a discussion about uh, Mm -hmm. the next sort of breakthrough possibly in... Uh, technology, like there's mm-hmm. video calling now, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff like that. We were talking about uh, being able to smell people. Yeah, so we have all the other senses figured out. We know how to see each other across distances. Yeah. We know how to hear. hear, but we don't know how to smell people across no. distances. Um, do you think? Do you think smell would go along with taste? That'd be good. So maybe you could actually lick whatever you see on screen. So you're watching a movie. Yeah. And you're watching The Godfather Part 4, and you're like, I wonder yeah. what Marlon Brando's sweat tastes like. And you just give him a big old lick. Yeah. Yeah. Greasy. I bet it, I bet it tastes like, uh, like, like cured ham. I always thought it tastes like powdery for some reason. Oh, yeah? Doesn't he just look like a powdery kind of man? Like he powders his face just because? I guess. Like I, I thought he work. would have been a little greasy because I feel like he was sweaty during a lot of those movies. You're probably right. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I've never seen The Godfather. Jen, who do you want to smell the most? Slash taste. <laughs> you uh, have to taste them as well. Kind of like changed my answer there a bit in my head once you said that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like definitely a Hemsworth brother. Mm. The hottest Hemsworth brother. I want to. I know what he. I want to know what he smells like. That almost came out as I know what he smells like. Which is really <laughs> creepy, but it'd be it'd be interesting. Like what? I know what he smells he like, but what does I he bet, taste like? I, I bet they smell nice. You know, I bet if we could smell our movies, Good Burger would have been much bigger hit. Hmm. And uh, Elysium would have still stayed not very popular. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. smell all that great. No, it'd smell like poor people. <clears throat> and a dump. Except it'd really drive into the point when they get to Elysium that mm. they live in a better place because it just smells lovely. You're just like, let's get to the fucking Elysium part. Oh. <laughs> oh this Whole smells... audience agrees. Wouldn't it be crazy, though, if, like, because that's, I mean, <laughs> that would, like, set up a whole other part with, like, bloopers where, like, sometimes it's an audio issue or sometimes it's, like, a visual issue or you mess up a line or mm-hmm. you don't hit your mark. But what if it's, like, you're doing a take and then all of a sudden it's, like, uh, excuse me, Miss Foster, like Jodie Foster doing a scene, it's like, you farted, we can smell it. That's going to go on all the prints. We need you to do that again. Yeah, whole another dimension. Or it's like one of those goofs that gets through. It's like, oh, in this scene, the can switches sides. Uh, the lighting switches here. And I think Matt Damon farted. <laughs> you just got a hint of Matt Damon fart in the one shot. <clears throat> Did you ever see Singing in the Rain? No, I haven't. 
So it's it's part of the story is about them making the transition in the film world from silent movies to the talkies. Mm-hmm. And the one starlet looks great on screen, but she sounds horrible. Like, her voice is horrible. And it's kind of like a lot of jokes about that. What yeah. if there's a similar transition where when we're transitioning <laughs> to the smellies, yeah. someone that looks great and sounds great kind of smells terrible. Like, George Clooney actually just smells like yeah. a dump all the time. Oh, that'd be great. And he'll no longer be in movies because of that one small little-known fact. Your chump change now, Clooney. You smell like trash. <laughs> all right. Um, because he was like a man that never showers. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> like he's never seen a bathtub. Oh, George. I'd smell him. Oh, George. Um, probably smells wonderful. So, guys, before we really get going today, we do have some serious business, uh, some house cleaning we got to get to here. Um, it's come to our attention that uh, the episodes, there's a bit of a delay with uh, getting them out there. When we noticed this after our uh, previous episode was our big, spectacular Canada 150. We want to do something special for Canada Day, for Mm -hmm. Canada, celebrate the 150th anniversary. And it did not come out on Canada Day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that really busts my balls. We work our butts off. We recorded that in February Mm -hmm. to give it plenty of time to get that out for July 1st. Mm -hmm. But our intern, Dwayne. 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 Uh, I told you we shouldn't have hired him. We, I mean, he's doing it for college credit, technically. But I agree. We should have said no. We had. Do you remember the interview? He came to us. He basically begged for the job. He said, I'm trying to support my elderly grandmother. And, you know, for a moment there, he got me. And then we hired him. But I kind of regret that now. I mean, I have an elderly grandmother. You have an elderly grandmother. Mm -hmm. Jen, you have a very young grandmother. Yeah. Smoking hot. Um,. Steve, you watch yourself. Sorry. Oh. I hope Grandma Pepper gets some smell vision oh. <laughs> uh, But no, yeah, Dwayne, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. You got a family to support. You're, you're working a bunch. But, I mean, you got to get this stuff done. And sure, I mean, yeah, we don't give you the passwords to the computer because we don't trust you. So we have to send you the audio, mm-hmm. which we do forget about sometimes. Sometimes. But, Dwayne, you can remind us. We know you're working five jobs. You're out there trying to support that family. But you know what? Five kids is no excuse. Five kids is no excuse. And we know we know one of your kids, has he needs surgery for something, a life-saving operation. You're trying to save up for that. But, I mean, come on. Me, just do, you can just do what me and my ex-wife did when we had a similar situation with our son and just not get the surgery. Yeah. You know what's a lot cheaper than a $50,000 surgery, Dwayne? A baby casket. So, Dwayne, I mean, you really got to get your shit together here. I mean, you're often late. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. You don't bring us coffees. You don't bring us coffees. You don't even bring us soup from the soup kitchen that you you volunteer at. Mm -hmm. You're in there every day, every week. And it's free. Like, apparently, the soup that you get there is free. Yeah. Bring us some. Bring us some soup, Dwayne. Come on. Come on, Dwayne. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, we record for five to six hours at a time three to four times a week even though our show is only an hour long Mm -hmm. or less than an hour long but you know we like to have options we like to have different takes yeah not to mention if we do go like if we do uh the smell-o-vision thing Dwayne really has to step up his act this is yeah 
I mean, mm. I've been I've been in the studio alone with him, and oof, yeah, woof, yeah, real stinker. We get it. You're working. You're working. You're working twenty. 25 hours a day, basically. We get it. You don't have time to shower. But just, I don't know, throw some Axe body spray on there or something. Yep. Spritz yourself with a lemon. Just figure it out. Yeah. So, uh, so again, we apologize for Dwayne's behavior. Um, I think Dwayne should probably apologize. Yeah. Well, we're not going to give him any mic time. That's fair. Yeah. And he'll be lucky if he gets that college credit. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Dwayne, get your shit together. And uh, guys, you want to jump into the writer's room? Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Let's go down the hallway. Writer's room. Writer's room. Writer's room. Go around, lads. It's time for the writer's room. Kawabanga. Oh, so nice. <laughs> All right, today we've got a sketch from Miss Jen Pepper. That's Jen, do you want to talk about the uh, sketch we got here? Uh, yeah, sure. It's about a, it's summer right now, and I thought, what better way to celebrate summer than talk about a good old-fashioned neighborhood barbecue, which I never actually had growing up, but this Mm. is a version of it, I imagine, with uh, some doofus vegans who are out there (laughs) these days. I imagine that this is what it's like having a backyard barbecue. Do you imagine it's, like, not a fun experience because you never had one? Yeah. I imagine yeah. it's not fun at all. <laughs> I'm like, no, would have sucked. Is that to like um, to make your? Is that to make yourself feel better? Um, no, I don't know. We were never really like close to our neighbors or like wanted to know them very much. I don't know. We were just, maybe we were snobs. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Just they said, just didn't invite you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, cool, Steve. Oh, yeah, I, I'll do the I'll do the uh, explanation of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, can you be Ted? I can be Ted. Steve, can you be Gary? Yeah. Uh, who who is very like Commissioner Gordon? Gary's Commissioner Gordon? Not, no, not really. <clears throat> You'll read it and be like, no, that's yeah, not at all. That seems like a terrible. I don't know. What's 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 my motivation here? Um, you want to take your kids to a barbecue where they will be fed power food power food okay yeah you only ingest the best okay uh and i will be ted's wife uh all right let's go exterior backyard barbecue day the macarena plays in the background of ted's housewarming barbecue neighbors are scattered around the yard enjoying the party enter gary and his two kids who go join the kids table gary approaches his new neighbor ted standing at the barbecue Hey-dee-ho, neighborino. So glad you could make it. I'm Ted, and my wife Sandy's just inside grabbing some buns. The little minx. Shakes hands <laughs> with Gary. Sure, well, uh, thanks for the invitation. I'm Gary, and uh, over there are my kids, Melissa and Cody. Huh. I thought that tiny one was a fat beagle. Anyway, what can I get you to eat, Gary? Oh, uh, how about... Hmm... Gary drums his fingers together and takes a moment to consider his choice. Uh, a gluten-free veggie kebab with a, uh, blueberry balsamic glaze. Oh, wow. We've got a foodie in the house. Sheesh, man. I'll level with you. I don't know blueberry sauce for my ass, but I do make a mean wiener. That fly with you? Er, actually, Ted, I am a vegetarian on a paleo diet. 
Oh, right, right. Uh, Sandy said to offer you herbivores these weird stuffed peppers. Here you go, buddy. Chen hastily plonks a single pepper on a plate. Wait, is uh, the quinoa in here certified local? Uh, probably. Sandy gets it at the Walmart. Ted, it is very important. I confirm this is a fair trade grain Fred. Grain. Oh, God. <laughs> grain Fred. <laughs> Ted, it is very important. I confirm this is a fair trade grain fed kale based quinoa without preservatives or calories. My body runs like an industrial printing press, and food is the fuel. Sandy interrupts the two at the barbecue. Oh, hi! Something is heating up over here! Honey, who is your new friend? This is Gary. He was just telling me about his gluten allergy. Oh, what's that? <clears throat> I think it means his poop glows in the dark. No, no, it's not that I'm allergic. I eat deconstructed artisanal foods to ensure my body performs similar to that of an Olympic athlete. Oh, hey, you play sports? No. Well, if you're not allergic, hon, you should try Chad's Chili Cheese Wiener Supreme. Gary, now visibly upset, loses his cool. I said I only eat organic paleo foods. Everyone at the party looks over. Gary grabs Ted's apron and pulls him close enough to kiss over the heat of the barbecue. Have you ever felt the sheer agony of enjoying an ice cream at the park with your kids, only to spend the rest of your day writhing in pain and bleeding at your eyeballs? Have you, Ted? Hey! Huh? Have you ever tried to hold in a lactose fart for six straight days? That's how I lost my wife, Ted! Now shaking as center of attention, Gary looks around the party and spots his kid at a table eating hot dogs. Are those... No! Gary leaps over a picnic table and slaps the hot dogs out of the kid's hands. He oh, I see. It's more of a no than a no. Do you want to do that again? Sure. Okay. Are those... No. Gary leaps over a picnic table and slaps the hot dogs out of the kid's hands. He crash lands into the fire pit on the patio, knocking it over and lighting a tablecloth, or igniting a tablecloth close by. Exterior, sidewalk, day. Partygoers stand on the sidewalk in the red flashing lights of the fire truck, staring blankly at the smoky remains of Ted and Sandy's now burned down home. I can't believe this. Well, at least nobody had to ingest any more of your diarrhea, dogs. <laughs> Let's get you two home for a juice cleanse. <laughs> and scene. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I like that. I'd really like to film that one one day. <clears throat> Jen, really have you good. ever had to hold in a lactose fart for six days straight? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Was that before or after you met Matthew? <laughs> after. You should have seen her previous boyfriend. Dead as a doornail. Literally? He's, he's, he's gone. We don't like <laughs> Sounds like you guys murdered him. Well. He's Jen, gone. We don't talk about it. Technically, it is Jen. Technically, it was the chili's, chili cheese surprise that murdered him. Is it murder if you eat terribly and then... <laughs> 
You fart I'm... and then kill someone? Your fart kill someone? Yeah. I thought you were gonna say they eat so terribly they just die, but it's it's because of you. Mm-hmm. you know, like it's still oh. your fault. And if you weren't in the picture, they would still be alive. But I it wasn't see... super duper intentional. It was mm, seems like your maybe fault. like maybe like a manslaughter case. Yeah, maybe like fourth degree murder. Yeah, I, I don't know my degrees. Mm. That was well. I'm really there. glad I could write a script that could get us talking about the real important issues. Mm-hmm. Diving deep into society's troubles yeah well look forward to some more fart scripts because they're coming <laughs> speaking of which if you haven't seen uh, the browning that's what i imagine check it out that's what I yeah imagine. check out yeah the, the browning. browning yeah that's what i imagine anybody who says that they're gluten-free that that's the reason i think so yeah all right uh well thank you jen for that lovely script i we're definitely gonna film that for sure yeah really look I loved it. That'd be a fun character bit. Just like, yeah, yeah. we can do it in the backyard. Yeah, I really want to. Probably the Gary, right age for Gary it. pop up and like a few more picks We're gonna, here we're gonna need some child actors. Just I've got a niece, a couple of nieces. Excellent. Matt, you've got some things. Do you have? Yeah. Nieces and or nephews. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> All right, so let's go on to some movie pitches. Movie pitches, pitches. Let's all go to the lobby. Yeah. (laughs) So excited. (laughs) So, of course, movie pitches, we uh, make some new movie pitches to the uh, Hollywood execs who are obviously listening. Yeah. And uh, so today, I guess the genre we have here is a movie for old people. Probably so, something that plays at like art house cinemas at like yep. mat- only exclusively matinee shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, something like Marigold, the yeah, what is it? The Grand Marigold Hotel. Exotic Marigold Hotel. I think you're right. Something like that. There's two of them. Erotic. There's two. Yeah, they made a sequel to that. There's I definitely two of them. See There's that. like the second best exotic marigold hotel. I want to that, see that. Is that that's what it's called, isn't it? So it did well enough that they could make a franchise off of it. Yeah. Which is I'm waiting for the fifth best marigold. <laughs> I don't know. Bill Nahi's in that, and uh, is Judy Dench oh. in it? Your your favorite? Yeah, yeah the Dench is in You mention in every single episode. I know. Yeah. I knew we'd get to mention her again today, which is exciting. Yeah. But you know who else is in it? Dev Patel, who is adorable. Huh. And I watched From that Lion? Movie. Yeah, and I watched that movie on a plane. And I was like, you know how they say that like up in the air, you experience emotion differently than on the <laughs> ground? Like They're like, yeah, you're in the fetal position, and you're kind of scared, but like it's yeah. like subconscious, so that's why you experience emotion differently. And in the end, it's quite a good movie. Won't spoil it. And I was like trying not to cry real hard because I was like, no, no, that's not going to happen. And then I looked over and diagonal from me, you know when you can see like a movie is playing on someone else's screen, but they're at like a different part than you. Yeah. When it finally caught up, when this guy caught up with me, there's like this big like guy over diagonal from me and he's losing it like to the end of Lion. Like I didn't cry and he's just like, <laughs> he was losing it and like shaking visibly. And I was like, oh man. I have a quick question. Yep. Was it the part when he finally transformed into the lion that you were really sad about? That was the one. Yep. 
Too life sad. Of Too sad. I don't think he even wanted to be a lion. <laughs> it was not his choice. <laughs> it was just forced on him. It just turned into like the island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> Man, don't worry about it. That is a movie where Marlon Brando looked powdery. Mm. So I just um, noticed, just from yeah. talking now, about the second best exotic Marigold Hotel, and also there's a movie called Queen Victoria coming out. There's a bit of a pattern here. One, Judy Dench. Uh-huh. Is in all the old people movies. All the old people movies. And two, a young, handsome Indian actor. Who's the young, handsome Indian actor in Queen Victoria? Well, it's all about her her friendship with the a young Indian man. Oh. It's apparently not based, seen on, based on real mm-hmm. life. I would really like if they cast Aziz Ansari for that. Okay, so we got Aziz Ansari. <laughs> because the guy in the movie is just kind of like, oh, he's nice and everything. But he's this like kind of quiet, like soft-spoken guy. He's like super nice. But wouldn't it be funny if like Judy Dench was all like, I am Queen Victoria and Deb, or not Deb. Damn! Yeah, yeah, Aziz Ansari is like, hey, oh my god, let's go eat spaghetti. <laughs> if we should, okay, Ansari is going to be in our old person movie. Mm-hmm. Jen, you are playing Ansari. Yeah! Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've decided he's cast. Yeah, he's yep. cast. Oh, in this one. Okay. He fits should, the mold. Should we, should we take on like an old British figure or just do like new British, just old British people doing something that's maybe slightly out of the ordinary? Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know because like lately there is that trend of like taking a story we think we all know. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, um, what's his name? Stephen, uh, I was going to say Holmes. <laughs> what did Not I do? Stephen, <laughs> uh, Stephen Hawking. You know what I mean? And, like, I don't know if you guys saw The Theory of Everything, but that was kind of an old person movie. Kind mm-hmm. of. You know, it's inspiring. Okay, uh, so why don't we so take it's a... Like they, uh, take an old, they take an old thing that you already kind of know, and then they change it. Uh, specifically an old British person. Yeah, an old British person. So who's an old British person living now that they we can... They have to be alive? Oh, yeah. No, they don't have to be. We could do period drama. Old people love those old period clothes. Okay, you guys pick. Uh, Reminds me them of their great great. What moms. about what about about the uh, the one king um, who had a speech impediment, like yeah. he had a stutter and he couldn't. Uh, he had to do a big speech and he couldn't do the speech because he was worried he would screw it up. That's good, that's good, and we could call it um, the the ruler's speech. Yeah. Or. The ruler's address. Or how about the, the ruler's address? That's a good one. The yeah. man at the top of the monarchy's address to the nation before the war. That is uh, perfect. It sums it up very nicely. Could we maybe anything out? You didn't leave anything out. Maybe we could have like a colon like part one, starring Aziz Ansari. Yeah. Who's like? He could be like the guy. He could be the guy that helps him get over the yeah. speech impediment. Okay, yeah. I love this. Yeah, that's yeah. inspiring. I like it. Oh, I like you, this. Do you know who would be great for the the monarch? Who's that? Uh, um, Colin Firth. Oh, that's mm. a really inspired choice. I don't know. Is he really that good though? I think yeah. he could do it. You think so? I think yeah. he could win an Oscar for that. What about Bill Nahi? He was in that grand. Budapest. Nope, not Budapest. Marigold <laughs> Hotel. Grand Budapest Hotel was a great movie. Uh, I would watch that right now. I love that. You guys want to go watch it right now? Yeah, let's go watch it. 
Here, we'll take a break. We'll come back. All right. Okay. Bye, guys. And now, a word from our sponsor. All right. Today's sponsor is Glute Brute. You got, you got rock hard abs, toned arms, thick legs, but a tiny tushy. Then you need Glute Brute, the only exercise machine dedicated to blasting those buns. And they're gonna blast them. And uh, don't take my word for it. Listen to these actual people who tried Glute Brute. So I tried Glute Brute, and my ass was like Jello, and now it's more like a rock. Thanks, Glute Brute. I tried the glute brute, and um, at first my booty looked like a margarine tub that had a butter knife going it too many times, and now I'm very satisfied with the results. Uh, my boyfriend says it looks kind of like a balloon that's been shriveled up after a couple of days, but big improvement. Thanks, glute brute. My boyfriend used to say that my, my tushy was uh, flat and flabby like his love for me, but now, since glute brute, my butt is hard, and my boyfriend's hard, too. Mmm, thanks, Glute Brute. My name is Hans, and I've been using a Glute Brute. They used to make fun of me. Now they fear me. Thanks, Glute Brute. My butt looks like the peach emoji now. Thanks, Glute Brute. Hey, I, I had a big belly for a long time, and I got noodle arms, but then I got Glute Brute, and now I got a real big butt, and the girls go crazy for it. Still got my noodle arms though. Thanks, Glute Brute. So I, uh, I started trying the Glute Brute and my ass is a rocket ship. I did it wrong. I've got a really powerful crotch. All right, those were some very satisfied people. Glute Brute's available online and online only. All you have to do is log on to GluteBrute.XXX and get yours for two easy payments of $39.99 and then three really difficult payments of $46.37. And then also there's one more kind of easy payment, but it's not that easy. Just go online, there's an FAQ. Okay, Glute Brute. And we're back. Ah, oh, I love that movie. So good. Willem so Dafoe cool. is great in that. I forgot how great he was. He has a green goblin. <clears throat> <Whew. laughs> yeah. Did you guys not watch the same movie that I just watched? No. Did, Matt, you were watching Spider-Man on your phone. Oh, weren't you watching Spider-Man? Yeah, I was yeah, on your phone. Okay. What are you guys talking about? Not that one. You guys are the crazy ones. Anyways, let's get on with this. So, uh, so we've got. Okay, Matt. Who do you think would play the monarch? I think Colin Firth would do a great role as the monarch who can't speak well. Mm-hmm. It's a good choice, but could we still work in Judy Dench? She could play... I realize that it is supposed to be a man, the, the king, but uh-huh. maybe we, we could just put a beard on her. I think she could uh, She could definitely pull it off. She's talented. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm cool with that. So, also it's become a bit of a theme on our podcast with the Dexter. Yeah. So why don't we have a scene between Aziz Ansari, the vocal coach... And Judy Dench playing a man. Yes. Uh, do you want to do that, Stephen? Why sure, don't I can we do that. Ha- Why don't we have one of the first sessions when they meet, and he's stuttering like a madman. She, rather, Judy Dench is playing yes. a man, and then Zeezan <coughs> Sari is uh, just being his charming self. Okay. <clears throat> okay. We open in the grand 
Palace. Buckingham Palace, probably. <laughs> One of them. One of them. Mm-hmm. Wherever that king happened to stay. Yes. And uh, in this scene, we have Judy Dench playing the king. Oh, I have to give my big speech, but I don't. Oh, these cursed lips of mine, they won't work properly, and I can't get the, get the words. Get, I can't get the words. I, I can't get the words out. out I, oh, bollocks. Uh, hey, I've been here this whole time, and it seems like you're having some trouble. Uh, who, who are you? Uh, hey, I'm Dev. I seem to always be named Dev in movies. Um, I just came in here, and do you have, like, a speech to give tomorrow? Uh, maybe. Yes, I have a, a big address to give to the nation uh, before the war. Wow, but you I, seem kind of nervous. I'm a little. I have, I have sometimes when I get... When when I get ner- sometimes when I get oh, when I get nervous I I my I my my speech my my like I I I I, 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 I please stop. <laughs> my, my, um, my apologies. Um, it sounds like you are quite nervous, and this is in like seven uh, no twenty four hours. We gotta like figure this out. Um. <sighs> Do you want to like go to like one of the cool food places around here, and we can be like cool suburban urbanites and just like eat stuff for a bit, and that that'll surely calm you down. I I, I sh- sh- yes, that sounds nice. To yes, please help me. Okay, help, just calm down. Help me, <laughs> help help me. Cut to them in a restaurant. I ordered you the best pasta on the menu. So soon you'll be able to relax. <laughs> yes, nothing calms me quite down like a nice plate of spaghetti and meatballs. Which is weird because you're English. Oh, but I've got a touch of Italian in me. That's weird. Um, so what's this speech about? Oh, you know, it's I'm, I have to try. I have to try to like rally the nation because that. Bitch Hitler is like getting things rolling and he's such a cunt. Oh and no. Sounds should like I, the worst. Should I say that in the speech? Um, you're gonna probably wanna avoid words that will hurt other people, so <clears throat> I would suggest leaning towards saying, um, words of encouragement. Um, do you know any of those that just roll off the tongue? Uh, uh hey hey girl. You looking fly like a bird. Yeah, yeah. Any anything else? Um, your smiles like sunshine and pony drops. I pony pony gum drop pony gum. Oh, oh, oh no. Uh, pony blah can blah. Hey, hey, hey! You know what? I got an idea. Do you know how to sing? Because I hear that maybe you know. I, I just got this idea. Uh-huh. Maybe if you sing the address, you'll be able to do it without getting all nervous. Okay, let me, let me try. Hell, hello, great nation. How are you this morning? This Hitler, he's a bit of a naughty boy. And we must go to war to stop him. By God, I, I got it. I, I can just sing the address. 
Oh my god, this is amazing! I'm gonna get more pasta for us! And scene. <laughs> I really want to shoot this now. We should just like reenact that, that one of those scenes from a king's speech. But you can just like do your stuttering. <laughs> that was so funny. It was so funny. Uh, that is fun. What were you saying about the pony? <laughs> I don't know, I was gonna say something like, Happy pony gumdrops, and then I said pony drops, and I was like, I'll roll with it. Put put pony drops, pony drops. Oh man, that was sometimes oh, that was if funny. I if I I can really trick myself into into having a stutter. I, I did also a, really enjoyed the singing. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna make him sing. Uh, I did a play where I made the character as a choice kind of stutter, and the director kept asking me if I actually had a stutter, and I was like, No, oh, nice. and he was like, mm. But he was kind of like, Take it down a notch, and I was like, Okay. I mean, is, like that, was, is that just you? Yeah, it's just oh, me. Stop having it be you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, that was fun. Um, uh, what do we usually do next? Let's jump into the next franchise while we're yeah. pitching stuff. Matt, you're so excited about everything today. I love this. It's the next franchise. Harry Potter, Fast and Furious, Twilight, Spider-Man. French toast. Okay, so uh, this is similar to the movie pitches, but this time we take, we're talking to a different set of Hollywood executives. Those guys, those big wigs in the big wigs, talking about uh, monopolizing things, expanding stuff, big universes, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. So, blah, uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, no, we're all, we're all the, the king. Um, so, Matt, for this, you just wrote Furby exclamation point. Yeah, so this is a childhood toy, which I never had, but I always yeah. thought it looked very interesting from the outside. I'm like, I, I didn't quite understand what they could do. So I'm like, you can teach them to talk or something. Did they learn, well, like... Yeah, what do they do? I never learned this. Did they learn phrases or something? I think so. No way. Wasn't so. it something like that? Like, they could learn a, a few things. I never had one either. Did you have one, Jen? Nope. <laughs> Then we are laughing? the expert because we are, we are the best people to make a movie about Furbies. Yeah, because <coughs> kind of like, they looked a little them. bit, a little bit of a unsettling toy. A little bit. I don't think so. They were like little birds. They were like cute, and they had big eyeballs. And they, I know that they blinked. Didn't they blink? They blinked, and they would open their mouths. Did their I eyes that move? They didn't make any like like real words. I thought that they were like. Meh, 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 meh. No, they would no? talk. Oh, okay. They They'd talk. be like, oh, okay. "Hi, how are you?" Ah, creepy. Okay, yeah. So, we could make Maybe, it a horror film. What if they're... Um, if a guy has all these Furbies. Maybe he's, like, new to town. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's an old shopkeeper who has all these Furbies. They're locked up behind a case. He's got, like, old collector stuff from the 90s. He's got Beanie Babies. He's got mm-hmm. Furbies. He's got like Tamagotchis. He's got all these things. The Furbies are all locked away, and he's like, you don't want the Furbies. And then that guy dies. And then the new oh. guy comes in, and he's like, I'm taking over for my, my uncle's shop. Oh, cool, Furbies. I'll give these to my daughter. And then all of a sudden, things start happening at night, and, like, the mm-hmm. dog goes missing, and the cat, yes. the, the cat goes missing. Whoa. Their hamsters go missing. Mm-hmm. Their parakeet goes missing. Mm-hmm. Their chinchillas go missing. The neighbor's dog goes missing. Whoa. And this is called We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's the sequel to We Bought a Zoo. Yeah. We Bought a Zoo and a bunch of Brought evil Furbies. Brought to you by Furbies. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, I like this. I like this a lot. Because it reminds me of Gremlins. Remember Gremlins? Oh, I've never watched Gremlins. Never never, both of you have never seen Gremlins? That scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Yeah. Don't get them wet. Don't feed them after midnight. And what do you like feed one them? Other, one other Are they like living creatures? Yeah, they're alive. But they okay. look like cute little, like, um, there's like the little gizmo guy, and then they give him a snack. I don't know what they eat. I don't know what they feed him. I want to say like popcorn or something, because he's near a microwave, but I have no idea. And then like, they, their stomachs, they start like producing their own spawn. So their stomachs like make these little balls, and then they like shoot out from their stomachs, and then these other little gremlins start to come out of them but they don't look like the cute one they're like scaly and dragony they got like these like bigger. massive ears yeah they're like disgusting and then they're everywhere and they just keep multiplying and then you have to like electrocute them to kill them or something huh. like, there's a lot of ex- like there's a lot of electrocution in the movie like i hmm. don't th- i'm not sure how else you can kill them so there's a lot of like slamming them in microwaves and watching them die or melt yeah or explode you guys was have that, to watch that. It's was really that good. was that like technically like a kids movie? Yeah, and Steven Spielberg was just like, I hate kids. Eighties <laughs> kids movies were so crazy with what you could get away with. They did not hold back. They did not. I wish were, we could you go. You guys back need to, that. to watch that one. Yeah. I that's I should. It's I'm a big fan of eighties films in general. Me too. And I should really catch up on that. What's your favorite eighties film, Steven? Um I like The Lost Boys a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I like What's that one? Lost Boys. Just some boys who are lost. Yeah, it's just two guys wandering around in like a mall parking lot for two hours. <coughs> Getting back to this Furby thing. Yeah, yeah. Could we make it more romantic and make it a love story? <laughs> what if? Okay, let me pitch this to you. Yeah. Don't hold hold back your skepticism, okay. which I see yeah, in your yeah, face. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Furby, he's going to get his first job. And he's weighing over his head because he's a Furby. Is it, and he can is, only speak five phrases. Is this connected to the other idea? Or is this a, a fresh idea and fresh take This is on fresh. It? Okay. Hot off the presses. I was going to say. up as I go. Yeah. Furby goes into work at the big company. He wants to be a lawyer. What's the big company called? Um, Scary Co. Big Scary Co. And wait, what's it a company for? He's a lawyer? He Big wants to be a lawyer. Toy? He's going in as an oh, intern. He's okay. trying to make his way up. Is okay, it like okay. scary, scary, and creepy? Yeah. Attorneys at law. Sure. I like that. And he's having a hard time at his job, but he uh-huh. meets the woman of his dreams. Is she an actual woman or is she a Furby? We never acknowledge that he's not human. Like, no one acknowledges oh, so that it's, he's a Furby. It's like, he's to- it's like he's Jim from down the street. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, except when she takes him home and they have a, a meal with her parents, her parents know that he's a Furby. Just her parents. And they do not like that. And no one else sees it, but they yeah. do. So uh, it's a little bit of a comment on discrimination, I guess. Oh, yeah, now I totally see it. You get it? You guys get on board? The, um, parent, the parents are the racists. And it's talking about how the older generations, you know, the younger generation nowadays are more accepting and tolerant. and They don't see color or Furby. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. My preference would still be for 
the gremlin spin-off of Furbies. I what if what if we just combine them? That's and he's I like said. he's like a serial killer on on the side. Okay. And could we also make it a war movie? Yeah. And it's in outer space. Nice. Saving Private Furby. All right, guys. Uh, we're gonna move on. We got something very special here. Very oh. special for our listeners. There's a big movie coming out at the end of the year. A lot of people have been real excited for it. It's a little movie, kind of an independent thing, I think. It's called, oh, I don't know, Star Wars Episode Eight. Uh, uh, the what is it called? Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last of the Jedi. The Last Jedi. The Last, the last Jedi. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Took a while. I remembered it. Mm-hmm. That's fine. So, uh, it's been cut for a while now. We happened to get sent an exclusive clip from the movie that uh, we're not supposed to play for you guys, but we're going to play it for you anyway. Ooh. I mean, you won't get to see anything, but you'll hear it. And, uh, I mean, that's a pretty good, that'll, that'll satiate you for a little while waiting for this movie mm-hmm. to come out. So, uh, from my told, it starts kind of right off the bat, uh, the beginning of the movie. Uh, the last movie ended with Rey and Luke Skywalker staring at each other. She's holding out the lightsaber. It kind of jumps right back into that. So this is the clip. This is the very opening of the movie. Um, well, let's hit play and let's uh, see what happens. How did you find me? My name's Ray. I've been sent from the Rebellion. The Rebellion? It still exists. Where did you get that lightsaber? This is yours. It was my father's. Will you help me? Miss, I knew your father. <laughs> Little Annie. Hi, Master Lucas, and me, Jaja. Remember me? I never met you, but I heard about you. Your papa was a big, nicer man, but then he became a not-so-nicer man. I want to train to be a Jedi too, sir. The Gungan's here? Why did you bring the Gungan here? He followed me from the woods. Misa stowed away on the ship. They didn't find me. He has been talking non-stop for six days. Missa says, what happened to Han Solo? He's a dead. He's a so sad. He says a man named J.J. Abrams sent him. Yes, Missa was J.J. Abrams' favorite. He says, we need to have Jar Jar in the movie. So here I am. I got two lightsabers. <laughs> I need you to help me get to the Death Star so we can destroy it and somehow get Jar Jar back home. Uh-oh! Miss a foot stuck in a crab! Mr. Luke, help me get the crab off my foot! It's a stuck! Uh-oh, I fall over! JJ loves me! It's gonna be a bumpy ride. 
Wow, that was such an exciting clip. That, oh my goodness. Oh, I can't believe Jar Jar's back. This is maybe the only Star Wars I've ever been excited about. Yeah, everyone's favorite character back in the fold. Finally. Because um, I watched the last one, and the whole time I was just thinking, where's Jar Jar? Yeah. You know you know who could make this a little better? Little Jar Jar. Little JJB. Little JJB. I bet that's why J.J. Abram loves them so much. They're the first uh, same initials. It's not even the same initials. It's actually the whole, like, J.J. Abrams, his first name is Jar. His middle name is Jar oh. Abrams. Jar Jar Abrams. Jar Jar Abrams. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Little fact for you. I cannot wait for that. It's a terrible segment for the podcast. Ooh. Ah. Okay, this is a terrible segment for a podcast, but we've got a fantastic little feast, feast, a fantastic feat for your, for our eyes, and we'll do our best to describe it to you guys. But uh, today in, our, uh, in studio, we have a very talented uh, professional escape artist. His name is Manfrini the Teeny Houdini, and uh, he's got a, a big tank here, I guess. It's filled with water, and uh, now he is... Uh, he's wrapping himself in a straight jacket, um, and then he's got flippers on. He's got, okay, he's got flippers. Flippers. There's well now they're wrapping him with a lot of chains and some ropes. And he just stuffed a whole hot dog in his mouth. Yeah, and now they're taping his mouth shut. Uh, I okay. And, oh, and a football helmet. Oh my god. Yeah, he's got a football. He's got oven mitts on his hands now. That's gonna be hard to unlock the. They've handcuffed him. Okay, and now they are hoisting him up into the air, upside down, and they're lowering him into the tank of water. They're locking that. Um, we're going to start the clock. Okay, we're going to start the clock. He's got 28 seconds to escape. That's a very specific amount of time. Start the clock. And his assistant just threw a toaster into he is. the... Uh, so he's getting electrocuted while he's He is escape. convulsing. This is, oh my god, this cannot be good. He is like, oh, he is, oh, he's got the, oven mitts are off. He's, he's holding Six his, seconds left. he's holding his throat. I think he's drowning. Should we, I think he's, he's drowning. He's, is he moving? Is this part of the act? Is he still moving? Can we get Dwayne back in here to Dwayne, take him out of that Dwayne, is this part of the act? Dwayne, you booked. Dwayne, you booked this guy. Where's Dwayne? Steve, he just went limp. Should we open it? I don't want to get the water all over. Yeah, we got a lot of cables and stuff here. Dwayne. Yeah. Dwayne. Dwayne's not. Dwayne didn't even show up today. He's not here. Oh, he said he was doing a double at the soup kitchen. Okay, we should probably take care of this guy in the tank. What if we just? Do you guys remember the Prestige? I do. You remember, like, at the end of it, there's just a big room full of tanks? Yeah, but could we just wheel it down there? Yeah, I already got one. It's got a ton of Hugh Jackman clones in it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Okay. Um, we'll cut we'll, just... we'll cut this part. Yeah, let's we'll not. Probably won't we'll cut this. Yeah. Okay. Especially um, if the authorities are listening. Yeah. Or let's just, um, let's just really quickly, we'll, we'll just applaud and, uh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah! Wow! Wow! Good job, Houdini. Just wheel it out. Good. Just wheel it. Okay. 
All right, well, that's uh, about going to wrap it up for us, that successful escape attempt from Manfrini the Teeny Houdini. Um, real quick, here's a question for you guys before we go. Yeah. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts on this. I was, um, yeah. I was on Tinder today, mm-hmm. and one of the, the girls that came up in her bio listed, like, normal things, like mm-hmm. uh, hiking, Beach, sure. uh, pizza, ice cream, and then at the very Did bottom. Did she like to have fun? Uh, I think from all she's listed so far, she definitely seems like she likes to have fun. But then mm-hmm. the very last thing listed just said, "R.I.P. Grandpa." Mm. And that just seems like a. It was. It's. That's the weirdest thing I've seen on Tinder. Is some, so was that listed under interests? It was just. We'll see. You just get, like, a space to write a bio. You can write whatever you yeah. want. Yeah. It just said, yeah, R.I.P. Grandpa. I don't know if, like, her grandfather was maybe heavily involved in her dating life. Like, <laughs> now, was it clear from her profile if she just... Was she talking about her grandpa or, like, your grandpa? I mean, it'd be weird if she was talking about my grandpa. I would or think maybe. So. She doesn't call people daddy. She calls them... Grampy. She wants to rest in penis. That's right. No. I just thought it was it was this. Would you include that if? But I feel like are everybody's like first messages to her like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like that's is it a, what is I it a talking I point. I did like, wonder giving about somebody that. a talking point. Yeah, maybe that is. That's that's a bit weird. So did you swipe left or right? Oh, I swiped right. That's a good one. Oh yeah. Like, that's like. Oh okay. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I want some of that. What is your some of that fun- funeral punani? That fun punani. What is? What does your bio say? Um, it says, "Sub girl want fuck." <laughs> All right. Well, that so about. Can you give it? Sorry. Yeah. No. Hit it. What did you want? I'm just trying to 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 rap more about your Tinder. Oh, you want to talk more about my Tinder life? Yeah. Um, can, can I get some details? What's your opening line? So you see a lady, you swipe right, it's match. We match. She's not in. Honestly, she's into dead grandpas. What do you say? I say uh, to girls specifically with dead grandpas, "Hey, uh, you looking for a good time? I'm as stiff as your grandpa right now." Um, and that line has worked. 34% of the time. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Um, honestly, mostly the time, I don't know what to say, and I'm terrible at pickup lines. I don't even know why I'm on Tinder. So I send a gif that's just Lionel Richie saying, hello. Nice. Well, why don't we come up with a good line for you right now? Yeah. yeah. Why don't you guys come up with a good line for me? Steve's opening line. Mm-hmm. For Tinder conversations. Okay, how about this? Yeah. Am I buff enough? question mark to which a lady would respond oh, all maybe of, i should see in person none of my photos show my body mm-hmm. so it might be i think if with that they'd be like i don't know are you and i'd be like i don't know am i don't you want to find out yeah is your grandpa dead so Jen, you're you're a lady. What would you, what would work best for you on you? On me? Yeah. I don't know. 
hey girl, can I me to deliver some pizza or breadsticks? I'd be like, both. <laughs> Bring both. <laughs> so you're more likely to turn Tinder into a delivery app for you. <laughs> into Fedora, yeah. They have, a, they have an app for that, actually, already. Yeah, maybe I should just stick to that. Uh, just stick to having them deliver. It's like you have to you have to get a view of them. It's like, it's like, you use Tinder for people to deliver food to you, so you can be like, maybe I want an extra sausage, but I won't know till you show up. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I'm gonna need you to deliver some cinnamon buns, and I will also check out your cinnamon buns at the same time. Ooh. But I just mostly want the food. Yeah. Do you think? Here's an idea. If you're uh, a famous, attractive person like one of the Hemsworth brothers, could you use Tinder as a way to just get free food delivered to you? Like, here's here's the scenario. You swipe right on all the ladies. You start a conversation. Yeah. They say, wow, is it really Hemsworth brother? You're like, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. you say, hey, how about the, hey, here's the deal. You delivered me some Chinese food tonight, and if I like the look of you, we'll go on a date. Doesn't he have like a person for that? Like, wouldn't he I would have say. To be, like, also, I don't think I would want to. I wouldn't want to give out my address to a bunch of random people, unless I have like a. a I have like a separate house, like a like a safe house that's fake. I recognize that this was not a good idea. Yeah. No. It's okay. It's okay. You did come up with smell vision. That's going to change the world. It's going to change everything. Big time. All right. Changing. Nobody lives. knows how big a change will be. Sounds <laughs> awful. The tagline is just big, bold capitals, double size font, <laughs> quotation mm-hmm. marks, nose, N O S E. I know how to spell nose. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's going to be fantastic. Changing the world one smell at a time, one whiff at a time. That's better. All right, that's going to wrap it us, wrap it up for us today. Hopefully this episode will get out to you uh, at a decent time, Dwayne, wherever he is. Um, did his son have surgery today? I don't know. He sent us an email. I skimmed it. Do I care? No. No. Um, so yeah, that's gonna wrap it up. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook, the SM uh, SNM Experience, on all the good stuff. Instagram, we have Instagram now. Fun times. And, uh, yeah, check out our videos on YouTube. Listen to the, uh, the podcast on iTunes. Subscribe to us. Give us all your love. We're desperate. I'm really desperate. I'm on Tinder. <laughs> oh, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Go to a party. Go to a party. A party. Oh, a party. A party. A party. A party. You go to the party. The one up on on Richmond Street. Oh yeah, it's the Richmond Street party. Fantastic. (laughs) Touch me, Grandpa.